Welcome to Marriage Monday. I'm so glad that you've decided to join me today. If you would, uh, do me a huge favor. Would you, number one, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts? And while you're there, would you just rate this podcast? Just be gracious and rate it. It helps me to know how I'm doing as well as get it gets the word out about Marriage Monday. Today, I want to talk about a, a huge subject. Um, it's, it's simply called communication, but yet we're not going to talk about communication in a way that you're probably expecting. Now, prior to this podcast, if you've been a part of Marriage Monday on Facebook Live, you've heard me talk about the three T's of verbal communication, timing, tone, and technique. All three are important, and we'll probably revisit that at some point. But today, I want to talk about a bit of communication that we may not think that much about. True communication has got to be more than talking. It's connecting. True communication, it's way more than talking. It's actually connecting to one another. Because when I choose to intentionally connect to my spouse, that says something very deep to my spouse that says your world is important to me. Your day, um, your past, your life, your thoughts, your feelings, everything about your world is important to me. And so when you make a bid to connect with your spouse, that is literally what it is spelling out. It may not seem like a big big deal to you in the moment, but that's a big deal to your spouse. In fact, one of my favorite books that I've ever read on marriage, and it's actually a book I teach out of in my premarital counseling appointments. When we get into the the appointment about sex, I bring out a book called The Five Sex Needs of Men and Women. Gary and Barbara Rosenberg, what they did was they surveyed, I think it was just like 300, 400 couples, and they took all of that data and they formed a book around that data. And they list out five needs of men and five needs of women when it comes to sexuality. Now, granted, I think I would reword it and say they are the five intimacy needs of both men and women, um, but I don't have the PhDs they have, so I'll, I'll give them the props. But when you look at the five different needs of men and women when it comes to intimacy or sexuality, men and women actually share two of the five. One of those needs is the subject of today in its connection. We need to be connected to, our spouse needs to be connected to. That there's a part of us that longs for somebody to look into our world and to see our world so important as to inquire, engage, and to be a part of. That's part of our innermost being. And when the Rosenbergs did that data, they sent out that survey, I should say, and they got that data, it really screamed out that both men and women long for their spouse to initiate and to be a part of connecting to their world. When I think about um, the scriptures, I think about the book of Revelation, and the book of Revelation starts out with Jesus speaking to seven different churches. And one of the churches, he says this, he says, you have lost out on your first love, so you need to go back and do the things that you once did. And, And that may not seem like much to you. You may say, well, that church needs to go back and do kind of the things that made them passionate, but that really is phenomenal marriage advice because what won your heart is the thing that's supposed to keep your heart. Let me say that again. What wins your heart keeps your heart. What won your heart when it comes to your dating courtship process? Now, unless you had an arranged marriage, you most likely went on a few dates. You did things purposely to connect to um, your significant other's world. I know that when I was dating my wife, I would drop off flowers randomly. 
I know that I wanted to surprise her with a date or to take her to a special place. Uh, we would go out to eat. We would go to a movie. We'd go for walks around her neighborhood. Uh, we'd just circle the block for hours and just talk. And uh, she very much enjoyed just that verbal connection and that quality time together. That was just important in her world. It was important in my world. But for some reason, when we get married, we forgot what won our heart and we wonder why the passion has kind of waned or doesn't feel, feel, there's the key word, feel as passionate as it used to be. I would venture to say that we have stopped connecting with our spouse. It is a deep, deep need that we all have that we tend to forget about. I remember talking with a couple who had just lost out on their connection and I said, what did you do when you first dated? They said, well, we went to rodeos and that shocked me. I'd never met anybody that went to rodeos and I said, well, are they still happening around here? They said, well, absolutely. I said, why don't you go to those? And they literally looked at me and said, can we? I'm like, why can't you? Your kids are old enough to watch themselves. They were all teenagers and adults. I'm like, go out, even if they weren't, get some babysitters and go to the rodeo and enjoy time together. And they just got these big smiles. I mean, I gave them nothing, you know, nothing mind-blowing. I just said, how did you originally connect? Now go and do that. And now some of you may say, well, the things that we used to do to connect just don't connect anymore. That's okay because we can work on that. Because there's two questions I'm going to give you today that's going to help you to connect to your spouse. The first question is this, and it's personal. What can I do to connect to my spouse? What can I do to connect to my spouse? Um, I don't know who your spouse is or what they may be into, but find ways to connect into their world. Um, I know that when I come home on Thursday specifically, it's my staff meeting day. It's a day I have uh, with most of my staff and I see them and have the most connection with them. When I come home, my, my wife, when she asks me about my day, what she doesn't need, need me to say is, it was good or it was fine because I've just rejected her chance to connect with me. And now I don't feel connected by sharing my day but I know she feels connected by me actually giving her the details of my day. So I offer those details and I feel full because she feels connected. And not only do I give her my details, I will then say, how was your day? Because she's, I think she's expecting that. And that right there, it makes her feel like a million dollars because it simply says, wow, my world is that important that my husband asks about it, uh, regardless of whether or not he gets more information than he planned. And that's fine. Because the, if the goal is connection, then I need to do whatever it takes to connect with her day. Um, this may sound so stupid and silly. Uh, my wife married a sports fanatic. I married a non-sports fanatic. She just doesn't like sports. I do. But when my, my teams are playing, she can hear me from the bedroom, like me screaming, shouting, singing, whatever. She can walk by me and, and, and I'll be talking to the TV. I'll be jumping up and down. And she can tell by my mannerisms what's happening in the game. And often we'll go for a walk after the game and she will say these words. Honey, how did your team do? Now, I know that she doesn't give a care about my teams. She really doesn't. And so I don't jump at her and say, well, you don't care. Why are you asking? Because that's not the point. You know what the point is? She's asking. She's actually inquiring of something that she gets no pleasure out of, but she knows I want to be asked. And she is simply connecting to my world. 
that's a big deal. Like when I get done rock climbing and I come home from rock climbing gym and she just says the same thing every time. How did it go? Because she knows I want to tell her about my new personal best on a climb or, or what happened or I want to show her where I'm bleeding because I fell off a route and I'm so proud of, of shedding blood on the route. It's so stupid and silly. But what isn't stupid and silly is the fact that she's intentionally trying to connect to my world. So when you ask the question, what can I do? I'm asking you personally, what can you do to inquire into your spouse's world? Because what matters is not necessarily the information you're getting. What matters is you are connecting. So that's the first question. What can I do? Secondly, what can we do? What can we do to greater connect to one another? What are the things that we can do as a, as a married couple, as, as man and woman, husband and wife, do to connect to one another to develop a deeper connection? Now, granted, I've asked this to couples before. I'm like, okay, what did you do when you first got married? They're like, well, we just had a lot of sex. I'm like, fine, go have a lot of sex. And they always give me this look, and I, I just laugh because I tr I'm trying to break a little tension in the room. I'm like, okay, I know you're not going to have sex every day. You should be having consistent, consistent sexual activity as a married couple. But what about outside of that? What are you doing to connect? What are some activities you guys could be doing? What could you engage in to have some fun, to laugh, to enjoy, to stoke romance? What can you do? And, and often they just shake their head and say, well, we don't do anything. So let's answer the question, what can we do? And the answer that I'm going to give you, every single one of you listening, is in three letters. T-R-Y. Try. Try something. Because what you're going to discover is the, the, the connection that you're going to get is actually going to be less about the activity and it's more about you just trying to do something together and that's something you can celebrate because you guys may go out and you may go to a movie and realize one of you fell asleep and you're just not a movie person but you know what you tried and you went and did it together that's something to celebrate maybe you go for a walk and you realize that one person's not an outdoor person hey you know what? The success was not in the activity, but was in the try. Uh, the old the old story about Thomas Edison, uh, when somebody was asking and inquiring him uh, of the uh, thousand of failures that he had in creating the light bulb, he said, I didn't fail a thousand times. I found a thousand ways how to not make a light bulb. And I think that matters for marriage connection. It's not about finding the perfect connection because your connection will change through the years. It's about trying and continuing to work and continue to make those efforts because, again, what will speak to your spouse is not the actual method itself. It's about the intention behind it, driving your heart to connect to theirs and for the two of you working hard to connect to one another. So today, one of the best ways that you can really communicate is by the action of connection. So go out from this week, find ways that you can personally connect to your spouse and find a way to have a conversation that says, what can we do? to connect to one another. That's all we got today. Love you all. Have a fantastic Monday and go into your week connecting to one another. God bless.